Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman, and Mr. Newbie. Before we dive in. <laughs> I'm probably not bothering done. to dive in. No, I, just... <laughs> I was done. I was going to leave okay. the rest of the podcast to you. Okay. See you then. <laughs> I was going to go and put my washing on. Ta-ra! <laughs> um, but before I put my washing on, let's remind ourselves of what <laughs> happened last week with Lucy's week in Ambridge. We began the week with Krusty suddenly realising that yet again she had stuffed things up in her indecent haste to wade in and fix things. A lot of very strange things happened in that scene with her and <laughs> Helen. Helen clearly was not in the same room as her. Not that, I, not that I blame Helen in the slightest. The best way to approach Krusty at the moment is from a long way off while wearing flame-proof clothing and adopting a martial arts defensive posture. <laughs> Krusty described Philip as the love of her life, when really the two of them were together, you'd put it more at mild interest than love. And Krusty suddenly said, Clary's kept me entertained, out of nowhere, presumably meaning in the dairy, while she is also still working at Grey Gables. What is going on? Natasha crept up on Tony while he was fiddling about. He told her that Pat had said he was only allowed to play with it in the shed and only on special occasions. Poor old sod. Anyway... Natasha has decided to play them at their own game and commandeer the shed for her HQ and the Bridge Farm <laughs> sitting room for her executive washroom. Don't mind me, Pat. You get on with your soup. I'll just use the bidet. The scriptwriter suddenly decided that it was about time we all stopped moaning about rewilding and that we properly understood it. So Rex put on his safari suit and frog marched us all round the private bit of the rewilding, rapping on about brambles and weeds. Look there, a goldfinch, said Krusty. I'll help it onto a branch. Oh dear, look, I've slipped and killed it. God, I'm such a terrible person. Johnny then got a bit miffed because Natasha was measuring up the Montbelliards to see how many of them it would take to make her a a cowhide sofa. And Helen told him that there are aspects of the farm that Natasha just doesn't get. I mean, she thinks business is all about profit, Johnny, and that sudden impulsive decisions based on no research whatsoever are unwise. It's very revealing how permanently astonished, baffled and offended the Bridge Farm crew are at Natasha's behaviour. They've never seen a properly functioning business and seem to view it as some sort of enormous insult that Natasha doesn't want to have a desk in the corner of the sewage reed bed and that she's not driving about in a wheelbarrow looking like Wurzel Gummidge. Anyway, once she got bored of waving her tape measure about and pissing everyone off, she decided to annex the tea room orchard. The tree room? Instead, pausing only to pretend that it was her idea to have the benches in it and not Emma's. By taking credit for Emma's idea and nicking the tree room, she is really, really going to piss her off. And I, for one, would think incredibly carefully about annoying Emma. Natasha will be stepping out of her Range Rover Evoke one evening and she'll suddenly find herself being whirled around by her hair extensions by a screaming Harridan in Hilfiger trainers. You might be fed up with the Bridge Farm lot being passive-aggressive, Natasha, but Emma's aggressive-aggressive. You have been warned. <laughs> Linda was very worried about being hauled out of Buckingham Palace by the beef eaters. I am struggling to care about the passion fruit. God is dead and Judas has to go to Birmingham. Krusty offered to help and immediately told Oliver the top-secret plan. Thank God she's never likely to join the military. She wouldn't need waterboarding. One raised eyebrow and she'd have spilled the lot and given them all the passwords to the Pentagon. Oliver, who is now in the latter stages of advanced senile dementia, pretended to ring Mike Tucker. It wasn't even a phone, actually, bless him. He was talking into a banana from the fruit bowl they give him every morning. But he enjoyed it, chatting away. Then he gave Eddie the ballroom to have the vow renewal in. Meeting room four was initially suggested as the venue, but you can't swing a cat in it, and cat swinging is an essential part of vow renewals. 
This week's winner of weird pronunciation. <laughs> this week's winner of weird pronunciation was Oliver asking who Eddie's DJ was going to be. <laughs> the whole village, clearly bored to tears at the moment, has leapt on the Grundy's vow renewal ceremony with screams of excitement. And it now sounds as though it's going to be a cross between a 10-year-old's birthday party and a bric-a-brac stall. <laughs> Emma's offered to provide any of the rejected sausage rolls from the tea rooms that haven't managed to leave the premises under their own steam by closing time. Pip, the soul of philanthropy, donated a selection of her ex-boyfriend's products at a second-hand chocolate fountain. How can you have a leftover chocolate fountain? Either it didn't fount or it doesn't have any chocolate left. It's just going to be a spout, a sticky spout, and as someone on Twitter primly pointed out, an absolute shoo-in for acute food poisoning. <laughs> and we ended the week with our collective heads in our hands, sobbing weakly and saying, Krusty, could you just not? <laughs> someone said that the beauty of growing older is that you no longer feel the need to be in the centre of every storm, but that advice seems to have entirely passed Krusty by. The woman is hell-bent on throwing herself onto the funeral pyre of each previous disaster and then wondering why her hair's alight again. I don't know what she did in an earlier existence that she feels the need to atone for, but if Bert Fry could just arrange from heaven, which is where I'm sure he is, with Frida and a copy of Gardener's World magazine, looking at the reader's chives section, to reach a gnarled old hand down from between the clouds and say, Kirsty Miller, I forgive you. Honestly, it's all fine. And please, for the love of me, just stop trying to help. The end. <laughs> Oh, she is. She's a. What a. It was quite a weird week, wasn't it? <laughs> it was very strange. Just a lot of sort of. Um, nobody really having a job as well. Yes, people wandering <laughs> around, commenting yes, on well, what other people were was, doing, was, and everything. It was mostly yeah. Kirsty one just wandering yes. around. It was like she was like Mr. Ben. She'd just turn up in a different <laughs> costume at a different event <laughs> with a different sort of job hat on. <laughs> Yeah, it's sort of really contrasting personalities Kirsty's got at the moment. Well, she kept saying about... Everyone kept talking about being out in the fresh air. Natasha was banging on about going to clear my head sitting in the fresh air. And she was going on about now I'm going to... Well, Kirsty was saying I need to, to get, have a walk and clear my head in the fresh air. And it, both of them, it just, it just sort of stimulated them into having even more stupid ideas than they were having before. <laughs> They've got so much time on their hands. I was they thinking really, like, yeah. Natasha can't be... I mean, does she need to... She's clearly not very busy at work anyway. <laughs> She's got a lot of time just to wander around a farm she's ne clearly never looked round before. And it's not like... I mean, the way they're describing it, it sounds like that castle in Game of Thrones where there's, like, oh, constantly yeah. other balconies and, you know, well, it's turned into banqueting halls. Exactly. Because yes. um, Natasha keeps finding sort of, like, yeah, like, secret tunnels down to a brand-new <laughs> cave room and, like, a, and the back cave. And, and Tom, look at this. I've discovered if you put your hand <laughs> on this panelling, it swings back. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't tell me they got a medieval banqueting hall. <laughs> I think I might Honestly, put my Tom, laptop your in here. family. <laughs> it was like that. And then suddenly it was the she was in the the magical orchard again that just appeared yeah. one episode <laughs> for convenience. And I'd forgotten that it was well, is it Bridge Farms? It is Where Bridge the Farms. Room is. And and the tree room annexed it. Yes. It's the back it's the back of the it's at the back of the tea rooms. So basically they just took it over. Yeah, uh, but there's, there's goats no, in it. Where are the uh, goats supposed oh, to go? Yeah, but there's no contract. So right. why shouldn't Natasha have it? But presumably it's not that big. How can she put a whole orchard in there? No, 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 no. She's going to put her office in there. She's not. She's not oh. moving the orchard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is she not? I thought she was bringing the whole lockdown. You're trained well at Bridge Farm. You've got the same grasp of logistics. <laughs> I, as I keep saying, it's very confusing when they when they do sort of like geographical stuff. Yes. My head gets a bit fuddled. Mm. I don't know where they're walk. I need to see the set like EastEnders. Yes, you know, I need to go and have a look at it so I understand. Right. Because as you said, it just makes it go on for miles and miles, and I get lost <laughs> and I don't know where we are. And in my head, she's in a big the ice rink is and driving is down trees. trees one at a time from Wales with them poking out the top Why of the sunroof. <laughs> she just bring her laptop over you don't really need an office do you no nope. laptop isn't it yep <laughs> what's all the fuss well 
also, I mean, you and I, basically, we run businesses off our mobile phones, don't we? I mean, literally everything is on my phone. Yeah. This whole baby is on my phone. (laughs) Obviously, neither of us are likely to be listed on NASDAQ (laughs) shortly. But... On on what? (laughs) It's where they plant trees. Um, So, you know, but so it's not like we're running ICI or anything, but we are... You're running a, we, you know, we, we don't are freelancing. Yes, we are we freelancing. Very, very successfully on a phone, pretty much. That's all we you don't need. need. I mean, she's going on about putting the press in here and a, that, but, but just, just if we just suspend the fact that this is the Archers just for one second, and actually think about this like normal, sane human beings. Say you, say you came to my house and said I would like uh, a room in your house to work in, Lucy. Mm. I wouldn't say, here's a tape measure, off you pop. <laughs> and then you come back How with a list of things saying, I quite fancy your kitchen, actually. And then I go, no, you can't have that. And you go, okay. Well, I've got I'll a go, very go big find... toaster and it won't fit in this cupboard, Lucy. <laughs> I'll go and find something else then. You would say... This is this is you know you you would have a room you would have I'm a space say, designated. I say budge up, Lucy. I'll yes. sit next to you. Yes, you will not. Anyway, um, <laughs> then we can record this together side by side. Oh my God. How lovely! You'd be singing all the time. <laughs> I'd really annoy you if we were working you would. together. You'd be I unplugging really would. and unplugging things endlessly. I'd be, and I'd be speaking when you wouldn't want me to. <laughs> You'd be trying to get on with silent stuff, and I'd go, "Oh, so Lucy." Um, <laughs> Can we just, um, did you see that thing? I'm bored! You know that thing on Radio 4 Extra that I really like and you think is a pile of shit? Shall we talk about it for an hour? What deadline? Yeah. (laughs) What? No, but hang on. No, so now I'm even more confused. If she's not bringing the orchard, why don't she just stay up? Why don't she just leave everything where she is? Because it's the processing of it. She can, the fruit comes down and then they, and then, but she's going around the press in this little shed. Putting the press in. Has she got like one press and she's like filling three bottles at a time or something? And it's how big the... is the press? Is it like the size of a sandwich maker or is it the size of a plough? What is a press? What a plough. A plough. A near but, a plough. If you're all set up, why would you bother moving it? Because she's spending too much time away from the farm. Deliberately so. Yeah. And well, and she I think that's why she's going so. around. She's going around making it clear that it's her coming to the farm is going to be an absolute shit show for all concerned in the hope that they will quietly just give up. But that, but I say, why do they want her to? Do, is 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 this the incentive for them that if she moves it to Bridge Farm, it becomes one of it becomes part well, I of think their that company. was what they thought. But she's going, no, I don't want that. It's, it's my company, which is you know. Fair it enough. Is her company. Who would yeah. want to be tainted with that lot? You know, yeah. you wouldn't want your brand anywhere near Bridge Farm. Ooh, it's a kiss of no, death, no, would no. you? God, no. The stickers are terrible. <laughs> um, so yeah, c- keep away, Natasha. Yeah, but no, but what's but again it's like I mean it is quite interesting isn't it like Pat has been she's mm. been she's been so sort of like she's like gag she's, she's so bored with her life she's just gagging for a fight isn't yeah. she so yeah. she started getting all picky with Nita they were all so horrible like when Helen and Johnny were having that like yeah <laughs> she just doesn't understand he said family. she doesn't know anything about ca- cattle and I thought well a oh, that's because God. She She's a she grows fruit, and why would she know? You don't need to know about cattle to grow yeah. fruit, and also neither did you, Johnny, two years ago. Yeah, and what do you yeah. know about a gala pippin, yeah. Johnny? Yeah, but 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 it was a shame that Johnny became entangled in it, and yeah. they all became they all became really horrible. Well, it's quite tribal, isn't it? They kind of all group together yeah. and shove but out the the the, the person the, from outsider. the other the outsider. But then actually, wasn't it nice, that conversation with Adam that she had? Yeah. I thought Adam was, I thought, oh, I thought, oh they're a really good pairing, yeah. those two. Because they're, you know, both, um, They. I just thought there was a great scene. She actually kind them. of gave him a bit of a kick up the arse. He actually sounded And quite... they had a real proper laugh together, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I really, li- I really liked that. And Adam's going to be on her, sort of on her side. And mm. that's the thing, Natasha actually can laugh about it and say they're just a bunch of wankers. Unfortunately, yeah. I married one of them. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> But he's really good in bed, Adam. <laughs> I mean, he's rubbish don't at call sums. him sausage boy for nothing. <laughs> yeah, 
um, Tony seems to have sort of regressed to like an enormous infant. You know, he's going, this is my train set. And she said, did you hear me, Tony? Oh Half God. an hour. Oh yes, all God. right, I'm coming. Oh, my God. That was, Pat was, uh, like, despicable. Unbearable, yeah. It, and, it, then, she, and then and then he said, oh. she's not going to take my shed, is she, mummy? And Pat oh. said, no, because we just won't oh. let her. It was horrible. And I thought, ah! yeah. Oh, God. That's the thing. Like, what's happened to Pat? She's always been a bit like that. But, oh, my God. Well, what's happened she's... to Tony? They're, but, they're, they're, yeah. They've finally just given in and taken on they... this sort of mummy, daddy, mummy, mummy, son roles. It's just horrendous. Well, I expect Pat encourages Tony to mm. just go away and play with his trays. Yeah. But then obviously needs to feed him every so often Ugh. and wash his pants. Ugh. <laughs> Maybe he stays in there for sort of days before she lets him come out and then she'll give him a meal and um, have one change of clothes. Remember, Tony, if it's not bleeding, it's not clean. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. (laughs) But it was so naff, wasn't it? All that sort of like, oh, let me just put this Mr. Parkinson back in the side. You know, and you're like, oh, God, does this stop being funny? It's just silly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no, I, I quite I do like that. Um, I like I like the narkiness of all that because Natasha is great, great fodder. She is, she is, and she's so lively. She's just so quick. Yes, she speaks quickly. She clops about quickly. She she's a good energy. Yeah, uh, as opposed to, but and she yeah, sort of kind of has a plan as opposed to Krusty, who is like a Krusty's, Krusty's like a wasp she's just quick but she has no clear plan about what the hell she's doing so she just goes I don't think anyone's got a plan for Krusty anyway because where on earth is she things. working now I know I know I, I, I was totally confused like you I were was, like yeah because well, she was she, there she was talking Oliver. to Oliver and Oliver said what the hell's it got to do with you which yes. I thought oh good I'm glad he said that but uh, no, it, does I that like, mean she doesn't oh. work there anymore and that's why it's nothing to do with her or does it, is it nothing to do with her because uh, be- because it's not her, it's not within her remit, her purview of flip flops. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm really confused. Mm. And then she's definitely not doing. She should be doing re. Why didn't she? She should just go and work with Rex, shouldn't she? Yes. If there's a job going, she I mean, just she... needs a full time, really busy, stressful job yes. that will keep her bloody focused. Because at the moment, that... she's like an unexploded bomb wandering around. She'd be a great teacher, Kirsty would, I think. She'd never you know, cope with she... the stress, though, would she? No, do you not think? No. I think she could get over that. I think, like, she just needs a bit of time. But if just unwind, Kirsty, and I know, I think she'd be a good teacher. She'd be a good primary school teacher, or, you know, cause she's nice. She'd do good school trips. Um, this is what I'm, I might have a little word with her, actually. They'd all be I to Brambley see... places, though, wouldn't they? Yeah, but there's loads of those. She in wouldn't the take them to South End to the fun fair. She'd, no, she'd make because. Them... Well, I was thinking that you know when they were doing Country File in the mm. rewilding, and I was thinking, God, if they what if that if that had been Shepherd's Bush, it would be like, Oh, Rex, look over here! Is it an oak sapling? And he'd be like, Oh no, it's a used condom, Kirsty, <laughs> and a poo bag. Don't touch uh, it! Uh, uh, Don't and, touch oh, look, it, Kirsty. There's a little needle. How sweet! <laughs> oh, oh look, Rex, look at that little thing going up the tree. Oh, it's a rat. <laughs> and there's another one. <laughs> Because I was thinking, like, suddenly Ambridge became Narnia, didn't it? Yeah. It just sort of, again, this whole new magical secret door opened. Oh. And there was, like, a whole new secret bit of green that no one had ever seen. Well, it, yeah, I was sort of thinking, it's so unrecognised. Also, yeah. how come no one has seen it? And, yeah, why is it private? If it's that nice. <laughs> it's a bit rude, isn't it? <laughs> Keeping You're not it. supposed to rewild it and then and then keep it all for yourself. You're supposed to rewild it and make it open to the people. <laughs> it's but yes, but but it, it's oh yeah, it just got a bit. It was a bit like there was too much um, yes, uh, too yeah. much blurry stuff going yeah. on. Which I didn't someone really had booked, get. someone had got the Observer Book of the Countryside, hadn't they? And they were going through, going put in a bit more about goldfinches, goldfinches. <laughs> See what time of year is it? There'd be seed heads, seed heads. Put seed heads in, and you know. Oh, I've heard them say that the bramble is the nursery of the oak or something. And I was thinking, oh, have you really? Oh, a charm of overfed pigeons. <laughs> oh, 
beautiful. I mean, it was really lovelical and lovely and lyrical and lovely. Lovelical. And I, I, I like I, that. It was, it was, it was lovelical. I wondered if they, you know, because um, that that um, great agricultural editor, Sarah yes. Swoodling, she's yeah. leaving, isn't she? I Maybe that was it, her fact. She thought, damn yeah, it, I am finally going yeah. to be able to tell Finally. you things here are some other things i know what is a group of goldfinches called <laughs> a charm Aha, i didn't know that did you and what has next... a j to do with oak yes what's the link yes it was a pub quiz that's what it was yes yeah. it was a bit yeah but then it was poetic and and it was very lo- gorgeous but um i just didn't quite <laughs> see what the point was <laughs> And then Kirsty, then because again she was on like having gone from being like Linda's little um, you know yeah. detective, yeah. you know, or as you said, an, an a lower low character, yeah, going, oh Oliver, I must uh, <laughs> trick you into uh, letting me have Roy for the Christmas. Why do you want that? Oh, all right then, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 you've got to get it going for slightly longer there, Kirsty. All I can think is. Caroline must be rolling in her yeah. grave, going, "What yeah. have they turned yes. my husband into?" Yes, because he was never this much of a pushover before. Yeah, yeah. she will be furious. Oh, it was sorry, quite. Me. You've had a message. Oh, I've got a nine to ten on Monday morning. Ooh. Lucky you. Um, I f- f- found. The, the whole Oliver thing, I do genuinely feel sorry for him. He's just like, do you remember on um, Are You Being Served when they used to wheel the old guy down, the boss? It's probably before no, your time. You see, I don't, I oh, yeah. don't want sorry. to keep banging on about it. I know, I I'm know. quite a bit younger than you. Um, I, don't, I, I think that's like an old people's programme. It is, yes. yes. Um, but there was old Mr. Grace who ran the department store and he was in a bath chair and they just used to wheel him down <laughs> and he'd just go, you're all doing very well. And then he'd be wheeled <laughs> back into the lift again and disappear. And that's what Oliver's turning into. It's like he only pops up to get either... To get a situation asked about face or to get completely taken advantage of and agree to having 20,000 members of the Horribin Grundy family in his ballroom. I kept going, <laughs> just say you've got a booking on yeah, that. Yeah. Just say someone's booked it. Well, I he just... left that window, didn't he? Because he's a wally. When uh, he said, well, we might get another booking in. And Eddie just went, no, you won't. Not before the 21st. <laughs> We're in. Come on, lads. <laughs> Why wouldn't they if everywhere else is booked up? <sighs> Why would it be so unlikely that the ballroom's going to be booked up? Because by um, now, everybody has realised what an absolute disaster Gay Grables is and nobody's going near it. I, <laughs> um, I did, I feel, I'm feeling sorry for Clary. I don't like her, yeah. her, her celebration being ruined. Well, that was actually quite clever, wasn't it? having the the silliness of sort of you know eddie and and everyone going a bit crazy and then clary coming out i really felt for her because i would have been the same Mm. actually yeah it's horrible when something that you're really looking forward to gets hijacked gets gets hijacked Mm. and then and taken away from you and turned into something you really didn't want like a wedding etc you know but um no no, it wasn't really mine was fine is there anything you want to share with the group harriet (laughs) I don't want to talk about it now, Lucy. Okay. Not, not okay, in this fine. podcast. I don't know who's listening. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, no one. But, I can tell you that but, now. No one. <laughs> sometimes I feel like that. Especially when it's sort of, you know, late at night and we're doing this. And <laughs> you think, think Hel- hello? Is, uh, is <laughs> we're just there? chatting away to ourselves yeah. here, aren't we? <laughs> when we have our uh, live live performance show, will everyone, will anyone turn up? I don't know. Are we having that then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm Would just... you let us know? Would you all come if we did a Please. live performance? <laughs> Please come. I mean, there'll be like there'll be guests. There'll be little uh, turns. There'll be uh, there'll be a second-hand mic. chocolate fountain. <laughs> that was funny. No, the the best part of the whole. I wish I'd I wish I'd recorded it to replay to you now. The best part of the whole week was Susan going. Oh, I can't even do it as Susan now because. But when she just sort of went, um, oh, Clary, oh, chocolate fountain, won't that be nice? And it was just the knowing <laughs> smile she had yeah. was so like perfect. It just, I loved it so much. And when she said, 
it's not for the likes of us to go in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, blimey, it's not upstairs, downstairs. You could just go to Oliver and say, I'd like to have a look at the ballroom, please. And he'd go, fair enough, in you come. You know, it wouldn't... It, mm. Also, I felt that was a bit... Un- that was a bit Susan 20... Uh, yeah. 2002. Yeah. Rather yeah. than season 2021. Yeah. I, the thing I can't get over is why the bloody hell Clary wants to renew her vows with that Wally anyway. Well, this was... Years ago, wasn't it? This was in the modern slaving days. He's cool. <laughs> when he reproposed to her, and it felt like it was like on a motorway hard yeah. shoulder. But I think it was just in the cul-de-sac, and in the middle of yeah. the raid, wasn't it? And, and, and Philip was getting arrested. Yeah, and and really, he's caused her nothing but trouble. Um, and you know, the idea of sort of reaffirming that or or making that even stronger just seems like a total disaster to me but maybe I'm just rotten and you know it's a lovely idea but I don't know I just so I was sort of I if I was her I'd much rather be having the party than I would the emotional meaningful bit because the meaningful bit wouldn't actually have much resonance because I'd be thinking I probably should never have married this man in the first place but I think what'll happen is that there'll be everybody will be running riot, running amok in the ballroom, and Eddie and Clary will quietly renew their vows outside somewhere. Oh, and right, be all yeah. nice. And there'll be fireworks. Yes, and ferrets. And, and ferrets. But it's yeah. only two weeks away. Ferrets, fireworks, it... and fountains. That's what they'll be. Yeah, I don't know. I wondered sort of what the. Not what the point of it is, but what you know. Usually, usually that would come on a sort of near a Christmas episode yeah. or something, wouldn't it? But I, I sort of wondered what the significance of that mm. episode is going to be. What the plotical What's, significance is? What the plotical is? Mm. Yes. Well. Um, uh, Helen was in a different room. I think she must have been recording at home. I think she is. I don't think all of her recordings sound like that at the minute. Maybe she's. You know, she was isolating or mm. her kids had got COVID yeah. or something. There was even so. a click at one stage. No! <laughs> was there? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> was it Was it as bad as one of our podcasts? <laughs> hey! Um, no, I'll tell you what, the best thing about this week was... What is it? Roy? I don't it, know. Yeah, to do with Roy. The news. Oh, the Tuckers? Yeah. Yeah, they're not coming back though, are they? What? I think um, uh, it, it could be that it's just Mike coming and we don't hear from Vicky and Bethany. But I really, really hope we do. Because the whole time that Linda was going, oh, what can I do? I was going, call bloody Mike and Vicky and get them to come over yeah. to Ambridge. And I was shouting at the radio. And then eventually Oliver was like, hello, is that Michael? And uh, I was like, yay, phew. Because I thought it would be ridiculous I, I was getting really cross because I was thinking it would be absolutely ridiculous if they didn't think to say bring 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 Birmingham over to Ambridge. But that's exciting news. I think we're going to have a bet about this. All right then. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's been quite a lot of pressure as well about mm. you know people miss them, and you know there's been a lot of um, <clears throat> a lot of years. Yeah. You know, things have moved on a lot and yeah. uh, new, new changes up top, etc. Yes. I, I think, it, uh, well, I really, I, I just think, why would they make a big deal about it otherwise? Mm, I, d- I just don't think we'll hear them. Otherwise, we would have heard, um, we would have heard Mike on the phone. Hello. It's me. Have you missed us? <laughs> oh, Mike. Come on. Let me introduce you to Bethany. <laughs> Oh, Why is she introducing Bethany to her father? Bethany has uh, no. I meant she. Bethany has never been introduced to. No. Well, we even did she have the baby in Ambridge? Yes, she or... did. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and okay, then she moved okay. when she got to. She moved away when she got to sort of preschool age because she said that the schools were better. In, oh, okay. Um, okay. Well, well the, I, I really SEN provision was better. I would all be joyous if they came back. What are we having and... a bet? How much is our bet then? Um. £12? That's oddly specific. Okay, then £12. I was thinking £10 isn't enough, but 50 quid's too much. Yes, it is. I Um, know, but I know. Whatever we've got in the pot, what's in the pot in the Ambridge on the couch pot? Oh, God knows. £2? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, we've had an email from Richard Keeling. Would you like to hear the email from Richard Keeling? Yes, please. 
Uh, I feel there is an elephant in the room that we can't ignore anymore. It's Shula. Either the writers of The Archers are listening to your podcast and using it as inspiration, or one of you has got a job as a writer on The Archers. Exhibit one. The whole Rob lurking in the shadows storyline that turned into Blake lurking in the shadows was oh, yes. predicted by Lucy. Harriet had assumed, assumed that was going to be the storyline. FYI, I had not assumed it was going down the slavery path and I actually gasped when Lucy suggested it. <laughs> See, someone else is as bad at predictions as me because he was a surprise to science. <laughs> Exhibit two. Lucy gave Mr. Newby a detailed rundown of Roy's family. Uh, I think it was when Harriet was catching norovirus on holiday. Who is coming back this Christmas? Roy's family. Exhibit three. I'm sure there's been another example, but for the life of me, I can't remember. Therefore, I've put together some lines that I thought you might be able to drop into the next episode in the hope that the writers or you will put them into the coming episodes. One, Lexi coming back to declare her love for Roy and they will live happily ever after. Uh, Two, rewilding makes no sense. No one cares. Let's just pretend it never happened. And three... Joy is an Ambridge treasure and needs to be featured in at least one episode a week. Here, here. <laughs> yeah. P.S. I am a homosexual man and I can confirm I do not find Adam's voice attractive. <laughs> I think we should do, you know, like on Twitter when you do, you can have those um, polls. Yes. And it should just poll. be Adam hot or not. Hot, okay. Hot and then not. we just yep. nip it in the bud and yep. find out. Yeah. <laughs> But then do you identify as gay, straight or indifferent? And then, yeah. I don't think it matters. You just, it just doesn't matter. Is he hot or not? Well, yeah, I suppose it's you and a load of gay men that think he's hot. He was in a, um, he was in a, 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 um, a play on Saturday, last Saturday. Did you hear that? About like um, dodgy lawyers and uh, no. a, a sort of like rari law firm in, um, okay. in London. And he was basically playing a posher and a posher and more aggressive version of Adam. Really? And he wasn't hot. But, you know, when he was with um, Natasha this week, I really warmed to him. When he was having a little laugh, mm. he, he became a bit hot again. Well, I think it's when he's stressed that he's horrible, but he's always yeah. stressed. So I, I'm quite, if he's happy tiddling around picking up apples for Bridge Farm, yeah, I am happy him. too. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he's working on his physique. He's honing those biceps. He's getting a bit of sun on his face. He's looking good on the apples. <laughs> Keep it up, Adam. Um, what was the other prediction that I thought was... Give up the rewilding and joy is oh, a treasure. Oh, give up the rewilding. I think that's it. I think the, re the, the, the rewilding climax was uh, Rex and Kirsty doing Country File the other night. And that's it. I think now we won't hear about it forevermore. Do we think Rex and Kirsty could be a thing? Because they seem yes, to have a I lot did. in common. I did think that. Mm. Didn't you? Do you think it's bad that every time there's a male and a female in the scene yes, that we start? Yes, it is bad. It is, isn't yes. it? Yeah, but it's because they were bonding over nature, the yeah. birds and the bees. It, you know, it sort of made sense in that context. What's happened to Doodle Flip from the nature reserve that she was always hanging around with? Oh yeah, wasn't we never heard Philip? him, did we? That was Philip, wasn't it? No, wasn't no, he no. Was in the nature reserve. But, um, there was somebody else. Yeah. There was the, there was the guy running it. Yeah. But wasn't that a nature reserve? Is that the Arkit Blanket? Or, or she's, what's the one that she's always at? Arkwright Lake. <laughs> Arkit yeah. Blanket. The Arctic Circle. The <laughs> one that she's always at. Is that in Ambridge or is it in Felpersham? Or it's Arkwright, Arkwright Hall is a, is a, dilapida, is a derelict um, stately home uh, in Ambridge. What? In Ambridge? Yeah, or just outside. It's, it's, yeah. There's another state. You know when they used Ambridge? to talk about the cat and fiddle? It's like that. You're never sure where uh, it is, sort of thing. It's sort of like, yeah, when you're two villages and yes. then there's that tiny village in between, yeah, which like isn't really a village. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm. Oh. Maybe they'll get some. They should get like a really celeb couple to move into Arkwright Hall and do it up. Do you know what? Designs. I would settle for finding out about who the bloody hell the gills are and what they're I doing know. to Home Farm. It's just I so know. annoying. I know, I know. It's like this five-bedroom house. No, we decided just they'd gone to the Caicos Islands for yes. lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. But, so they'll come back. Oh. I mean, finally, I might be cast. Oh, yes. You in could be role. Mrs. Gill. I could be Mrs. Gill. I mm. think I'm perfect casting for How that. How do you see Mrs. Gill? Oh, I see her terribly, well, a little bit terribly. Um, probably moved from London, West London, obviously. 
um, and re- really enjoys being, probably grew up in the country. So it's, also it's a little bit cheaper if you go north of um, the border. If you go north of Watford, you get a bit more for your money than you do in the counties, don't you? So yeah, we were living in Surrey, but we had a four bed. Now we've got a six bed in um, the West Mids terribly well connected now they've put that new h2sgv line in etc <laughs> um and uh, uh rafe and amelia are, 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 are enjoying boarding school um so we don't need to see them um but it's come the summer holidays they bring their friends over have a little jump about on the ponies but that's fine because um, actually we're in the south of france by then so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> the nanny looks after them yeah yeah they just... mom's time, mom's time. <laughs> Do you think that was that was who had the party then? It was the nanny and, the, and Amelia and Rafe that had the massive party and yeah. put condoms all over the... <laughs> oh, Rex, look at this. <laughs> what is it? Oh, it's a little snail trapped in a condom. Oh, so gorgeous. I, it's, it, I don't know why it sort of annoyed me that there was no litter or anything. It shouldn't. I should make my heart sing that there are parts of the country. Well, because where it was no Kirsty. Kirsty goes for a swim. All the fish die, and immediately <laughs> Brian's involved in an entire massive lawsuit that involves him losing his home. You know, it's everything she does. To, she's like Midas in reverse, and you know. So you just presume that when they walk into the nature reserve they're going to find a dead cow or something <laughs> because even if you go to the most unspoilt beach or place in the world there's always you're like oh this is literally paradise and then you see a snotty tissue yeah it it's just everywhere isn't yeah. it because it's yeah. infiltrated the whole of the world yeah so uh not Rex's little Kirsty. piece of paradise though clearly oh rex I'd love to see your little piece of paradise. <laughs> How little is your Ooh. piece of paradise? <laughs> it's terribly brambly around there. <laughs> Sorry, Kirsty. Uh, I haven't seen a girl for 12 months. <laughs> he sort of, he was quite sweet there when he said, I wish my dad could have seen this. Oh, God, how bore on, oh, though. I quite, really? quite sweet. I just think of him as Giles Wembley Hogg. That's it. Whenever, whenever I think of Rex, that's what I think. But I think it's I. I don't blame his dad. I mean, if you if you were if you had if your choice was going round a field with your son that you could probably do the ne- the week after, or going to a really nice three Michelin starred restaurant probably for free, what would you do? I would actually go round the field because I'd hate Michelin star <laughs> food. <but anyway. laughs> Or you could take your son to the Michelin. And I'm more fieldy than you. (laughs) Okay, sorry about that. If there was interference, um, I'm I'm really sorry. Harriet had her appliance in and I had my appliance. It doesn't even look like it's bloody charged anything Uh. up anyway. Oh, never mind. No one needs to know about that. Um, uh, Matt Rodriguez Payne has emailed us. Hey, tell Matt Rodriguez Payne. (laughs) I did try and look him up on Twitter. He's not there. No, I know. Well, if he so, is there, he's there under a pseudonym. Please tell us if you are, because I wanted to do a, that um, piece, that Latin archers yeah. theme was amazing. <laughs> and good, wasn't it? it? It was so uplifting and yeah. jolly. And I wanted to um, do a shout out to him. <laughs> but uh, he wasn't on Twitter. Um, he says, it was a real honour listening to The Last Ambridge on the Couch and getting a shout out. I was so chuffed. I love Harriet's Spanish impression. It galls me to say that my heritage oh. is actually Portuguese. <laughs> oh, bollocks. And quite coincidental oh. that S in European Portuguese is pronounced sh, as in yes. Alish. <laughs> uh, I, I know this because my brother-in-law is Portuguese and ah. my nephew is called Luis. Ah. Yes, Luis. <laughs> like, like, Jose. Jose is Jose or Jose, whatever his Spanish is, Jose. Really? Yeah, because he's called José. Ah. I mean, I say he's Portuguese. He's Liverpudlian, but he's right. Portuguese heritage. Okay. Uh, I've nearly got through the Ambridge on the Couch back catalogue, which is making me laugh so much. You three are providing a service to comedy, which should be recognised formally, but I can't afford to give the government a backhander for a damehood or life peerage. Shame, he says. Oh, my um, God. That is way too nice. And he is cracking nice. on with the Baroque version of the theme. 
And he's, yes. he says, if you're happy to indulge me, I am also thinking about a jazz waltz version for the oh my future. God. Please, I want to dance it now and he with says you, Matt. That he, he says he would <laughs> he'd be happy to write a song for you. Um, he would write a backing. And, yes. Um, and then uh, we, sing along. You, then you record yourself singing it. And Mr. Newby will do the seventh part harmony yes. or whatever. Yeah. Yes. He could do Great. the bar, bar, the bassy stuff. A bar, 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 and then Matt just writes the rest. Matt makes it sound better than that. Oh, and it's quite nice to see. Sorry, I've just, I've just reverted temporarily to the show, but I, um, I was very pleased to see Linda. I was very pleased to find myself being irritated by Linda again this week yeah, when she just kept saying, well, he could just see his family another time. <laughs> I, I, I don't I care always, how long it is. How many I felt, years it is I since felt like that. Have you, I've lost my God. Have you found your, I yes. felt that was, oh, that was just played one too many times. Yes. Have you found I God found yet, Linda? my God. Oh, and then Judas as well. Judas has let me down. Well, uh, that's Judas. Classic. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And Tracy, what were you? What else were you expecting, or something? It's like if a joke's worth making once, it's worth making four times. It is on the arches, especially if you listen to it twice in a day. Yep. And um, you know, like we had uh, uh, Jill doing her joke. We heard her do it, then we heard someone else tell her joke, and then we heard her completely failing to do her joke the third time. We also had Johnny this week. For some reason, they didn't bother getting Natasha in the scene. Johnny replayed a scene with Natasha, and he was like, and then she said, and then I said, and then she said, and this went on for about four minutes. Did you notice? I was like, oh my God. Couldn't they have just cut some of this and made it a bit... I would like to have heard Johnny doing an impression of Natasha. (laughs) And then she said, clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, clop. (laughs) As she walked away. (laughs) Oh, Johnny, she doesn't understand us or cows. But uh, Helen has really got... Oh, I understand cows all right, (laughs) Helen. Pat. Tony. Helen has really got Pat's patronising... Yeah, she has. Johnny. (laughs) She's got that half smirk on her mouth that just makes you want to pull her hair and. (laughs) Oh, she's. She is gold. Mm. Because. No, she is because she is consistently a little bit patronizing all the time. Yeah. And that's why we love her. Mm. Yes. Um. And I uh, really, really hope that she pisses off Fallon and Emma because I'd love to see Fallon and oh Emma going God. head to head with Natasha. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny to think of Natasha getting out of her Land Rover with her heels on, <laughs> swinging her legs round, <laughs> only to be confronted by Emma. Spitting with fury. <laughs> throwing apples at her. <laughs> it's my orchard. <laughs> These are my picnic tables. <laughs> I'm actually an archer now. Then she she sort of said, "Oh yeah, I forgot you lot are all related, didn't she?" <laughs> she was about to start. That's the problem with villages. You go, I tell you, she's a oh god, she's your cousin. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jesus. <laughs> you got to be careful. Oh, god. oh yeah. So so thank you, Matt. Did it, did anyone else bother to email? Him? Um, no. Oh fuck, that's embarrassing. Richard, Cut that bit, Lucy. Richard Cut Keeling and out. Matt. Just say, just say, we had thousands of emails. Yeah. We've only had time to read one. Yes, of the these were the two best. <laughs> so all those other people that emailed, you're just going to have to email in again next week. Please, thank you very much. <clears throat> and now there's a very special visitor to the rewilding. <laughs> Miss Horriban, is it? Tracy? It is. Sorry to have to ask you to meet like this, but I didn't want to ruin the surprise. We'll be nice and quiet here, Tim. I know. This is my brother's little nature garden thing, isn't it? Your brother? I didn't realise you were a fair brother. Yeah, I'm the fair brother brother. Tim fair brother. I thought you'd be able to tell by the shirt collar. It's hereditary. There is a similarity now you come to mention it. Same teeth. There's a lot of them. Teeth run in our family. 
and noses. No, I'm the youngest, bit of a failure, to be honest, compared with my big bros. You know, there's old Tobes growing his own gin and all that, and Rexy rehabilitating buffaloes all over Borchester. Well, you're not doing so badly yourself. Royal Equerry? Oh, it's all right, I suppose. All right? It's amazing! I mean, you know the Queen. The real Queen, Ed Scarf and everything. She's back at the palace, is she? Telling people what to do. No, I've got her in the back of the car. She's on the phone. Ma'am? Oh, she can't hear me. Got her AirPods in. Ma'am? What? Where are we? I'm on level 200 of Candy Crush and my bloody battery's packed up. Have you got my charger, Tim? Oh, we'll have to plug it in the cigarette light a bit. Hold on a second. I'll have to unplug your charger flask, ma'am. Yes, do. My cup of soup will be like Milton lava by now. Oh, I appear to be in a field. Am I opening something? Well, are there cows? I like cows. No, ma'am, ma'am. Your high majesty. You're awarded an award to Linda Snell. Not that bloody llama woman. Yes, do you know her, mummy? I remember her from Sunningdale. Used to see her at Escort. One was there to try and recoup one's losses after one had come unstuck on a sitter at Cheltenham. And there she'd be trying to worm her way into one's enclosure. What she won? MBE. Oh, that's all right. There's hardly any empire left, really, so she can be a member. I don't mind. But that still doesn't explain why one is in a field. And a really untidy field when one looks at it. It's been rewilded, ma'am. You know, left to do its own thing. Lucky field. Still not sure why one is standing in a cow patch the size of a dustbin lid, though. Secret meeting, ma'am. To be honest, I thought you'd gone to sleep, so I took a bit of a detour. Had to liaise with Tracy about the possibility of you giving Linda Snell her MBE a bit early. Why? Is she dying? Am I dying? No, not as far as I know. I mean, she's a bit bandagey after the fire and everything, but that's mostly cleared up now. I had a fire at Windsor. It was huge. I bet my fire was bigger than her fire. But why do you want me to give it to her early? Do you think I'm getting past it? No, not at all, Mummy. We just wanted it to be you that gave it to her. Rather than anyone else. Oh, him, you mean. With the ears. Yes, fair dues. I'm the money shot, aren't I? Let's face it. Well, I'm game if you are. But can we pop back and do it another time? One's knackered with the waving and the snipping. Oh, yeah, of course. Whenever you like. This was just to find out if it would be possible. And I'm chuffed to bits that you'll do it. Oh, super. One is also chuffed. Right, I'm freezing. Time to be off, I think. Tim, can we eat? This cup of soup's gone powdery. Andrew says that Peter Express and Woking should still be open. Blimey. Bye, Mummy. Ta-ra, Queen. Bye, Ma'am. Thank you. Blimey. She's so tiny. Probably why she wears hats and crowns and that. Give her a bit of ice. That's surprisingly unregal, really. I mean, not compared with someone really posh, like Jennifer. So yes, royal command performance there from Harriet Carmichael. And... Thank you. We can now cross over to... Uh, oh, Mr. Lubes, who is, um, uh, well, I don't quite know how to describe how the relationship with Beverly Drains is going. Oh but um, he's got a new, he's appointed himself, a, uh, he's given himself a new job now. So that's excellent news. Good morning, everybody. I was woken early on Sunday morning by Natasha ringing my doorbell. When I answered, still in my jimmy jams, she barged past me and started measuring up the house and garden with one of those laser pointer thingies. I finally came to my senses and offered her a cup of tea, but she just said, Oh, this won't do at all. Told me to get a much bigger fridge and to put some storage shelves up in my living room, please, and then stormed out again. Perhaps she wants the spare room too. Well, she's not getting it. She's already left stiletto marks all over my lovely parquet floor as it is. 
I decided to clear my head and went out for a walk. Unfortunately, on the outskirts of the village, there was a van in the lay-by selling breakfast rolls, and although they smelled delicious, I didn't want to upset Pigling Bland, so she and I cut across the fields instead. I quite quickly regretted the decision, though, as we almost immediately got into a really brambly bit which we couldn't find a way through, and the long grass was getting my trousers wet. I stood there cursing whoever owns that ground and wondering why they weren't taking care of it, when it suddenly struck me that this was an opportunity to show my public spirit and to do something that would improve the village. I went home and got my hedge clippers and petrol strimmer and had it all ship-shape and Bristol fashion in no time. I planted some lovely ground elder, convolvulus and Japanese knotweed too, and as I was leaning on the fence admiring my handiwork, a kestrel flew down and sat next to me on a stump. Seeing something so beautiful at such close range really made my day, so I hit it on the head with a stick. I think I'll get it stuffed, possibly with painted ladies or goldfinch feathers. Eddie's asked for my help organising the party and wants me to sort out some booze. Apparently the kegs of cider, free gin, buckets of homebrew and, you know, a fully stocked bar on the premises won't be enough. He wants me to see if I can get six gallons of Belarusian cooking tequila. I think this might be a job for my old friend Sergei Gonzalez. I'll give him a call. Eddie's also asked me to help organise some activities for the guests and suggested finger painting for the kiddies, mud wrestling, axe throwing and fire eating, a chainsaw ice sculpture competition, ferret racing and a tombola. Clary wandered past looking surprisingly down in the dumps considering all the excitement that was being planned and asked me if I'd mind coming down on the Sunday morning to help clear up. I told her I would but honestly by the time Eddie's finished with it I think we might just need to take a leaf out of the Fukushima playbook and simply seal it off for a couple of generations. On the basis of all of that I've decided to join the St John's ambulance. I was already thinking about it. After last week's fireworks I had the strong feeling that some of the fatalities could have been avoided if the village had had some sort of medical service. Since Doc Cocky Lock left, they've been without, and although Ben is training to be a nurse, he bursts into tears when somebody bangs their funny bone, so I've decided to bite the bullet and take a first aid course. Eddie's already offered me the limo as an ambulance, so I've bunged a Z-bed and a packet of aspirin in there, and we're good to go. Ever since she heard about my plans, though, Shula's been trying to get hold of me for an urgent private meeting. I wonder what she wants. I was up at Grey Gables preemptively removing all the carpets, curtains and window panes from the ballroom and heard Roy telling Tracy off for taking personal calls at work. I tried to keep a straight face but involuntarily let out a gasp at the brass neck of the man and it was just as well he was glued to his bloody phone or he'd have heard me. I mean, Tracy might be chatting to Linda for a few minutes while it's quiet but at least she's not spending three hours a day every day in the toilet. I'm amazed he hasn't got RSI from all the... uh, swiping right he's been doing on company time. I've been trying to get hold of Linda for a few days now. I was quite active in Amdram in my life before Ambridge and have played such notable roles as man-holding spear in Julius Caesar, man-holding gun in Journey's End and man-holding fan in the Mikado. Not only that but I've played a corpse three times, Finnegan's Wake, Weekend at Bernie's and The Mousetrap, although that last one was off stage of course. When I finally caught up with Linda, though, she wouldn't let me get a word in edgeways and made him promise to break into Roy's house on Boxing Day and to incapacitate him until after New Year. Seems a little extreme, but I, for one, know better than to ask Linda to explain herself. I'm quite sure that whatever she's got planned, it's for the best, for her at least. Besides, I understand Roy was planning to visit Birmingham for New Year, so really, a week chained to a radiator is a lucky escape for him. Unfortunately, Linda then turned on her heel and was gone before I could ask her for a part, so I'll obviously have to take matters into my own hands. If you don't hear from me next week, it'll be because I've spent my waking hours walking pointedly up and down outside Evangeline Lowminster's house in the hope that Linda drives past and sees me. Another podcast up next week, so subscribe to us on iTunes and you'll never miss an episode. And please give us a review. review. I'm just practicing because I haven't recorded it yet. And we will give you. We will give you big kisses. In the meantime, no, that's you. Mother in law. (laughs) In the meantime. (laughs) I hope she doesn't listen. (laughs) Well, you've already said your wedding was a disaster and you don't like your mother in law, so I don't know what else you can say, really. Stop it. I did not say either of those things. <laughs> now I'm trying to practice the Queen. Okay. I'll have to have a Google. I'll have to have a Google. You have to you have to um do the uh Nice. It's lovely to see so many of you here. Why this aren't evening. you playing the Queen in the scene? You're good at the Queen. I'm not very good at the Queen. Why don't you ever you're never in
doing any of these blimming sketches That's because I'm not a voice artiste, in it. But you so are. I'm so are not. You're always, you're always chucking in a little voice here and there, and they're really good. No, I do impressions of you doing impressions. <laughs> in the same <laughs> way that impre- people used to, in the 80s, used to do impressions of Les Dennis doing Mavis Riley from Coronation Oh, oh Lara laughs! <laughs> That's... Yeah, exactly. I don't really know. Exactly. People just waited for somebody to be on Wogan and then copied all their voices. So that's what um, I do. It's not proper. Well, I think you're terribly, terribly good at it. No, you have to um, watch the Queen's speech when she goes on about the Commonwealth and all that and then copy that. No, no, you're putting the pressure on. Sorry. <laughs> I just do it like, yes, Um... Are you, are you sure it's appropriate to do the Queen this week? Cause well, if we get on well. with it, yeah, she's all right at the minute because I've told her she can do Remembrance Sunday. So if we can just, if yes, she can, true. if nothing okay. can happen yes. before Sunday, that would be, be aces. Jolly, actually, to have it, yeah, going out yeah. on Remembrance Sunday. Yeah, and oh. then after that, she can do what Maybe she likes. Maybe we should have had a silence in the podcast. Oh, oh, it goes up at eleven o'clock, Lucy. We're going to have to put it up at eleven o two. Okay. Okay, that was a bit of admin there. I was just thinking, because we never have a meeting, do we? No. I was listening, it's I we was hate listening to another podcast the other day, and they were like, yeah, because earlier in our podcast meeting, and I was like, what? You, you have a meeting? This is our podcast, podcast meeting, and it's not a meeting, it's a chat. <laughs> we never talk God, about God, wait to knock the fun out of something. Have a meeting about it. Oof. Exactly, then what do you do? Yeah, but our meeting would just be doing all the, you know, talking about the kids and yeah. the, you know, yeah. what happened in our week. Yeah. So, there'll be another podcast up next week. So, subscribe to us on iTunes. You've done and this you'll... bit. You did it as a queen. <laughs> You're supposed to do this bit. In the bit. meantime, <laughs> if you would like to contact us, you can email. I think I'm too young to do the queen. I think that's the problem Say, here. say Philippe. <laughs> Philippe. <laughs> I think I'm more like the queen in the first series of The Crown. Oh, Claire Foy. Claire Foy. Mm. In the meantime, if you'd like to contact us... That sounds us, nothing like her. <laughs> You can email AbridgeOnTheCouch <laughs> at gmail.com and give us your comments or any questions for Mr Newby. We are at on Ambridge on Twitter or you can follow Mr Newby on Twitter at NewbyCouch. And in the meantime, it's goodbye from all of us and have a lovely week. Lovely <laughs> 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 <Yeah>, week. <laughs> Roll out the barrel. <laughs> I don't a waltz know. in jazz. Mm. We'll we'll be like it'll be like something on Strictly. Oh God! <laughs> I, I see. I see us in um, long silky dresses. Do you? And Mister Newby in his bow tie and top hat. <laughs> Do you know what? And Matt Rodriguez doing the Pasadena. <laughs> oh i can't wait can't wait for that night do you know what there's this is this is one of the most strange things that's ever happened to me right oh yeah but it continues to keep happening i keep thinking i've imagined it but i haven't Mm -hmm. there are when i go to the opticians there are two ladies in there who are really nice but i was in there they the, the the bbc rang me to ask me to write something for the radio 4 websites whatever it was so i was noting i was i said to them i'm sorry so i just did this call very quickly and i was noting down and i said deadline and what's when you know when it's got to coincide with the broadcast and all that and um she said to me excuse me miss she was miss freeman i excuse me miss freeman are you famous and i said no not remotely and she said what is it what you do so i said oh well i i write things for a website and i do a podcast a podcast or something i can't even remember why i said about the podcast she said shanice shanice she does a she does a podcast she was going out the door and um she said i said she was famous it's bbc's just ringing up she said they're clearly really bored so we did the eye test everything and then i went out and then when i got and then i left and I had to come back in to pick up my contact list or whatever it was and she said um me and shanice have been talking and we think that you'd be we think that they're going to ask you to do Strictly. <laughs> and I said, what? And she said, they're so, they just create fantasy lives for the people that come in. Oh my God. She if said, you, oh my God. She said, would you do Strictly? And I just thought, this is the most bizarre question I've ever, so I, in the end, I had to say, 
I promise faithfully that if I am ever asked to do Strictly, I will tell you and Shanice first. Right? You should have said, I'd love to, but my agent has other ideas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, you know, you're not in charge of your own direction. You know what it's like. (laughs) I've always seen myself as more of a jungle gal. (laughs) I mean... I mean, literally, I, I, I don't care about anything. All I like, all I want to do is do Strictly. You? Yeah, I want to do Strictly. I want to be, I want to, I want to do something that gets me reasonably well known so I can do Strictly. But as yet, there's never been anyone on the Archers done Strictly. You no. sort of have to have a face. You, you have got a face. I've seen it. <laughs> it's the thing you put makeup on. I've definitely seen it. There's eyes in it and everything. Who would you want if you were on Strictly? Anton. Is he a thing? He's a he's, he's in it, now isn't a he? judge. He's now a judge oh, though. Oh. Yeah. I can't have him I'd either. probably have Aliash. Um but anyway, we don't need to go down that route. But then I'm you'd have go... to leave your husband and go off with one of them and be photographed oh, yeah. snogging yeah. outside a yeah. um Yeah. Would he be and up then for I'd that? have another baby or something? Oh, he wouldn't mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'd be happy, wouldn't I? I'd be dancing every day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.